I'd like to call the meeting to order. All right. Uh, introductions of members and public attending the meeting. Do you want to go ahead and do? I, yeah, we might as well go ahead and introduce everybody since there's so few of us here. Cool. Um, I can start. I'm Wendy Ford, the staff liaison to the Public Art Advisory Committee. Uh, Julie Seidel Johnson, Director of Parks and Recreation, and have been on this committee for six years, I think. Uh, Dominic Donjoli, at-large member for two, two years, I think. That sounds right. Mm -hmm. I started in 2020. Uh, Andrea Truitt, I'm also an at-large member, and this is my fourth year uh, on the committee. Uh, Ron Kanucky, Public Works Director, um, seven years. And then since you guys aren't mic'd up, I'll just make a note for the minutes that Dawson Davenport is with us. He'll be um, presenting his artwork concept for the Black Hawk Mini Park later in the agenda. And then also Redmond uh, Jones, who is our new, not even new anymore, it's been a year for goodness sakes, um, Deputy City Manager. So welcome Redmond and Dawson. Welcome. Public discussion of any item not on the agenda? Sounds like a no. Uh, it seems like a no um, from who's here. All right. Uh, consideration of last month's meeting minutes. I'll move approval of the June 2nd, 2022 meeting minutes. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Okay, now I have a, a question and sort of a point of order thing. Um, I wonder if since Dawson is here, if um, we would like to move his agenda item up next so he wouldn't have to wait through these two other items. Is that, That's fine. I think that sounds good? Works for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, well let's move on to agenda item seven. And um, Dawson, how about, uh, let's see, I think this mic is on over here. All right, thank you. Mm -hmm. And thank you all for your time and uh, consideration for this project. It's really been an honor. Um, just, uh, you know, as an artist, I um, like to do research on what I'm working on, especially if somebody's given me, you know, uh, time and uh, something like as big as this. I wanted to. <clears throat> really give you a, a great uh, piece of art, not just um, something thrown together, but I want you to know that I really invested my time researching Black Hawk, um, researching the mini park and um, its conception and how long it's been around for and what the intent and the idea was behind the original um, idea of uh, Black Hawk and the Black Hawk mini park. And um, so I, I kept a, a, a a working um, document of the time I put in, uh, books and resources I've uh, researched, and um, the time I put in as far as um, doing artwork and <clears throat> um, what I came up with, you know, and meeting with, you know, Anita and Wendy and all that good stuff, getting this idea and concept out. Um, so it's really um, a little different than doing murals, obviously, or doing some other th other thing. I want it to be different. I wanted it to be something that would truly stand out and um, you know uh, get the get the idea across of 
you know, uh, who Black Hawk was, um, what he stood for. Um, and it kind of coincides with uh, the creation of the Black Hawk Mini Park and what they wanted to originally do with the, with the space. Um, you know, just having it uh, be a, kind of what it is now. You know, they, had, they talked about planters and having a space for um, growing things. And, you know, I, I know there was a lot of, um, you know, uh, pulling this way and, and, and doing away with it. And, you know, all of that, all of that kind of coincides with Black Hawk's journey and being resilient about his community and being, um, you know, very well community oriented. So, you know, that's kind of what I took away from both, um, you know, both of these things. Um, they kind of went together. So I came, um, originally I wanted to do like facts and just kind of make like a, a kind of a plaque with all the facts and stuff on there. But that kind of seemed, you know, it was, it had been a lot. And there's a lot more to both stories than just, you know, trying to put it all down and do a couple sentences so it will fit on this on this piece of artwork. So um, I, you know, was thinking I do a lot of poetry things for the, the community and everything. And I mean, um, it's what I do anyway, so I might as well just come up with a poem. And so instead of putting all the facts and everything in there, I came up with this poem. And it's about... Um, Kind of wrote a little description down there about a garden. It's that time of year where, um, you know, we should be planting and gardening. And I'm a big, uh, you know, uh, advocate of that, growing your own food and everything. So, uh, you know, you think about a garden, you think about the resiliency and the community and all of that. So it all kind of ties in with what I wanted to do with this project and this poem. And so, as you can see, um, you know, I, I combined all of these elements. I combined um, the mural that was there before. You know, I, I threw a little bit of, um, and it, I left uh, uh, some pieces off of here. It didn't show up apparently, but. Um, those would be the, the birds. Yeah, there's yeah, a, a sequence of before. birds flying across, black, black hawks, obviously. Um, and also, um, I had a little bit of technical difficulties the other day. I almost had this complete and finished, and then the, uh, computer froze up and I don't know so I tried to get as much done as I could today re redo everything um the, the, the two toughest parts are last but um it's not impossible I can finish it um either today or tomorrow um and that's just adding more color adding more um uh in-depth uh, uh details to this to this artwork and you know what you see is um it's simply a home, a traditional home of the Sagi people and also the Meskwaki people. Um, Black Hawk was a Sagi, so he uh, was a different, a different tribe than uh, Meskwaki people. But we were so um, closely related, so closely um, uh, the way we um, lived and are dressed and spoke and everything were very close. That the government thought we were kind of the same people, and hence the. Uh, the government name we were given the, the sack and fox of the mississippi and so you, you know there were there have always been um tied to us throughout, throughout our migration to iowa and so um that's what that home is you know and anybody who knows my art and my art style will kind of know that this is this is my work because um, i've used that image in a lot of my paintings and a lot of uh, uh graphic design work i did and same with the um when I start adding it back into colors, um, you, 
it's kind of along the, the style that I have of uh, painting and doing my graphics. So um, people will know that this is a, a Dawson Davenport piece. Also, um, I, I put in there on the side um, this applique floral style of art, which is um, known by uh, woodland people. And um, Meskwakis use it, but we have our own kind of distinct style. So I just tried to um, research like what Soggies and how their style of, of applique design was. And this is kind of the way that I seen it. And so, um, you know, it's, it's again, um, a, a different tribe, but they're very similar. So if you were, uh, somebody were to see these designs, they could probably say that comes from either a Soggy or a, a Meskwaki person. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of um, pretty much what I what I got. Again, there's a series of uh, black hawks flying through there, which if you look at the old mural that was painted on there, you can kind of see, and it'll, when I add the colors back in there, it'll, it'll reflect all of that. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much what I've got so far. Um, can you talk a little more about the the colors or additional detail like what it's hard to see what is missing so maybe if you could talk about what oh, yeah. you would plan um, to add so inside this in the old mirror there was a um, kind of like a color scheme it was brown yellow orangish like a different kind of colors and um, that's kind of how I've always messed around with um like a sil uh, idea of a sunset or something and so that's what i'm gonna put along in inside these and then over the top the um i'm not sure why i must have not have clicked the button on that thing but and the, there'll be um black hawks going across that um yellow is uh um is what soggy uh soggy means um, so Meskwaki means red earth, our people of the red earth. So Sagi Huk means people of the yellow earth. And that's um, why I use a lot of uh, yellows in the, in, in the painting or in the picture. And it's kind of cool because I was uh, black and yellow. Uh, you can play with the black and yellow from, from this. And so, um, yeah, that was, that was kind of made it fun and, and kind of cool. It all kind of ties into the area. So. I thought that would be kind of, you know, um, in this one, in this picture, it's a little different than what I had originally done. I kind of just, um, cause I have my own style of putting clouds and um, things like that. So that'll be a little different in the final draft. And then, yeah, that's, it was, it's a fun project. I really enjoy doing it. Um, I really enjoy uh, kind of the researching. I'm kind of a, a history guy, so doing all of that reading and everything was pretty beneficial for me because now I know so much about Black Hawk. But, um, yeah. Good, thanks. Does anybody have any, any questions for Dawson? Will the figure of Black Hawk remain a line drawing? Or no. you, you're gonna add color into yeah. that too? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just kind of, this is what I started out with um, uh, in my rough draft and it's just kind of a placement holder for, and like I said, that was kind of the harder part to, to uh, have to recreate was, was a black hawk because of all the detail and the different color and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, I put my Meskwaki name on there because throughout time, I think it'd be important for people to understand that this was done by a, a native person, an indigenous person and someone who, um, 
you know, contributes to this community um, and and is going to with everything else that I got going on here in town. So, um, yeah. Welcome, I mean, Anita. Uh, let's see. So this is a more refined concept, the concept of which I believe we approved um, last time. So um, we... In the, in the interim, Anita and I had met with Dawson to talk about um, the completion of the project, um, specifically um, if he had, if, if he preferred to build the, um, the stand and weld the, the pieces that would hold the plaque itself together. Um, just because we know you're so busy, you've got an artist in residence um, project coming up in the fall. Um, I did some research, but don't have prices yet. But it looks as though, if we uh, if we ordered the sign stand into which this uh, plaque was uh, placed, um, then it would probably be around a three thousand dollar stand, um, in including getting the art into it, which would only leave two thousand dollars for the art, um, and. While this may seem a little awkward at this point, we've it's been sort of awkward all along with this project. Um, Dawson, how do you feel about having um, a reduced uh, fee for the art, which would also reduce the amount of work that you needed to, to complete in that, if I can ask that? Um, I mean, yeah, it does. Uh help me out as far as everything I got going on to be able to just give it to you and have you guys do it. Mm -hmm. um, I spoke with um, ASI, um, a local, well, they're actually a national, I think, um, sign manufacturer, but with the local presence here. And they had um, indicated, I had asked about the best way to get this colored art into, onto, um, an interpretive stand, and they suggested something called iZone, which I want to show you as well. Um, they did they did these plaques over in Coravel that have been in place for some time, and you can see a little bit uh, of the wear, actually, that is is on them. But they also build uh, built the stands. Uh, into which the, the plaque explaining the mill, in this case, um, fit. And what it is is a, it's an integrated, the image is integrated into a, a plastic uh, and then placed into a steel frame. And in this case, that steel frame has kind of a stylish um, foot to it, but it could also be it, it could also be more plain than that. Um, I'm waiting for prices on that, but um, I guess to get a comfort level from Dawson would be good with that kind of process, and also from the committee would be good. So yours to discuss a little bit. And I think um, it wasn't, it's not as big as that. It's, it's I think, roughly about 14, 15 inches. Um. Yeah, the, the foot of it would be shorter for sure because we'd want to have it uh, visible by a small child in a wheelchair in the 
ped mall there and that planter. So it wouldn't be yeah as big as that, but and it um, wouldn't need, it wouldn't even have space really to be very decorative. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope would be that that the that the art and the fabrication would be at least an equal split. You know, right now they seem mm -hmm. a little bit disproportionate, and I know you don't have the right the actual prices yet. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I think it's, you know, I don't, I hate to see the art undervalued yeah. and negated. So I'd really, I would, you know, that's what I would appreciate. I don't know if there's room in the budget or, you know, to, to sort of bring that back to, to what we'd like that to be. There, there isn't room in this budget, but you may have noticed in the budget report, I included that we are carrying over um, and we'll be spending into the next fiscal year on this project. We have not budgeted specifics for fiscal that fiscal year yet. One option would be to add $1,000 to that line and this just feels so awkward with the artist sitting uh, here and, and with us in this conversation. But if the total budget were 6,000, for example, then, and the sign, building manufacturing, the sign was 3,000, then there could be three for the artist as well. Um, that would have to be something we would discuss in a budget discussion. And while we've got some background to discuss on that later here, we aren't planning on discussing that budget until next month. So I have a question for Das. So um, how integral is the base and the design of the base to your concept for the entire piece? I mean, is, that, is it something different that you're thinking that needs to be a part of it to make the whole piece one, or is it? No. No, okay. No. It's considering that it's, it's going to be fairly short. And, uh -huh. um, you know, I was kind of mindful, too, of, like, there's going to be stuff growing there and all of that good stuff. So I, you know, I didn't want to get, we talked about it getting yeah. kind of a, a little bit more um, elaborate and stuff, but, and again, maybe down the road, if, uh, you know, you want to revisit that and, you know, technology and things change, maybe there is something we could do to modify it to, to bring it more, more life or whatever, you know, that's always an option. So going with a more standard base isn't a problem for the overall no, concept no. as far as you're concerned? No, yeah, the, the main thing is what's on here. What's on the, the mm -hmm. top. In the and front. I also wanted to, um, I forgot to mention too in the artwork, we're gonna be putting in a um, QR code thing so that um, you can get more information on uh, Black Hawk and maybe the history of, because um, I found a lot of cool things about how it came to me and I think that's kind of getting lost too is you know, the vision of what Black Hawk Park mini park was uh, set to be. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool that it's still going and, you know, trying to keep that alive, so. This doesn't provide a helpful answer to your question, Wendy, but I just wanted to say thank you um, for your design. And I think that was one of my first meetings was when you had originally proposed a public art matching grant for Black Hawk Mini Park. And so it's, I'm excited to see this come into fruition and I think it's, mm -hmm. it also is just very Iowa City public art 
the history of this space, and so I'm excited about this project. I had a question um, in terms of the the um, lifespan of the plastic piece, um, because clearly there's wear and tear. But I'm also not um, a super long-term, you know, resident of the area. So you know, have these been around 20 years, 10 years? You know, um, you know. I'm just trying to think through what. Um, the life of the object mm -hmm. as well. Ron may have a better answer, but I'm going to say about 15 to 20 years on a on a well-made okay. sign. One that we've had have them at Ashton House. I know that in Corville they have it by Northridge Pavilion. They have them by the um, river. So there are several around in the area, and they're actually most of them are holding up pretty well. I think I think the the one that's pictured here I think is probably in the 15-year range. Okay. I think that's about the time when Corville did their renovation on that side of the I River Power Dam. Okay. So these are right these are right at the I River Power Company mm -hmm. in that parking okay. lot is where these these okay. are at. It it also seems like there might be options that Dawson should be involved in mm -hmm. regarding the final commitment of the stand and I know you're very particular about the height. That's something you definitely care about. You, you mentioned that a lot, you know, cuz you do want it even better than just ADA, you want it really accessible to mm -hmm. children Everybody. and so. Um, and I'm sure ASI, if they were to manufacture it, would take the recommendations of the artist and build what you, what you wanted, what you thought went with that okay. uh, as well. And Anita, when you talk about options, are you talking about how the images uh, fabricated into the plaque yeah and even even the stand I mean here you have you know like you said like it's you know this has a, a specific look I'm sure there's options like you know with those the options yeah okay and that seems like something that Dawson should definitely have an eye on and and a voice to, to talk yeah. to them about yeah so what it's sounding like to me is that we're maybe ready to um, really approve the the design as it's presented everyone seems to be really happy with the with this concept um, and then but hold off until we have an actual price on the the mounting of it or the the structure it goes on and revisit budget and and whatnot when that happens mm -hmm. is that sound like a yeah I, I th think yeah and I, I think once everything gets proved and finalized it shouldn't be uh, like it should be able to pretty easy to kind of put in mm -hmm. I mean yeah the I know that most of these signs take about 8 to 12 weeks for them to to manufacture and install generally so yeah, yeah. can we oh no go ahead oh, I was just gonna say I know last meeting we had talked about the like the partial was it yes that I was, that's what I was gonna bring up okay moving forward with like that yeah the after the initial concept we had well the draft of a contract that we would have with Dawson was to include um, one third or one third payment or sixteen hundred sixty seven dollars I think it was upon approval of the concept and uh, we still need to do an agreement and I think we could still use that figure at this point for the first payment and then uh, over the next month as we get prices we would and discuss our our final budget we could work out the rest. we could work out the rest of it from there 
um, but we would want to get an agreement so that it was fair to you and so that we would start paying you for this great work that you've done. Um, want to get that going very, very shortly here. Okay. And, and you should let us know what that is. What is fair for your compensation? Okay. Yeah. Kind of a good time to think about that. Um. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it sounds about right so far um, from what I've done. And again, you know, I put in, um, I, I don't know, right off the top of my head, but mm -hmm. um, significant amount of time so mm -hmm. far. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think around that, that price would be good for, for this to start. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, I got to finish it. And that shouldn't be too hard, but. Good, good. Well, let's, we'll continue talking this month um, about the base, about the numbers, and then next month we'll have our budget discussions exactly, but we'll get going with that contract right away. Okay, yeah, I still got the other one somewhere around here. Sorry? I still got the other one uh, somewhere. Okay, around. and we'll have to modify that okay. depending on, uh, I guess prices and and everything in the end, but I'll I'll work on that. We'll work together. I'll show it to you and and make sure you're okay. All on board with everything, of course. Sounds good. So good. We missing anything then? Do we need to vote? Do you need a motion to say we approve the design or the? Yeah, that that would be helpful. I think approve the design and the initial payment for the artwork. Okay. Can those be one motion, or do they need to be two separate? Okay. Uh, I will motion to approve the concept presented by Dawson Davenport, uh, pending his additional additions of color. Um, and also to move forward with the initial payment as outlined in the contract. I second that. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay, great. Dawson, thank you so much for coming. Um, and I'll, I'll be in touch we'll, as soon as I get something. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, so, all right. Let's see. So it looks like we're on number five. Mm-hmm. Sculpture showcase alternative selections. Yeah. And in your packet, I put this, uh, the same spreadsheet that we had looked at last time um, and I've got them in front of you again you can see the um, the scores uh, at the bottom of the sheet uh, where the and the ones that were outlined in black were the ones that were initially selected however loom the one with the gray is not now available to go into Scott Park so um, looking at the scores in order uh, 
of who would be next. Um, towards, equili towards Equilibrium had a score of 10, River 11, Fault Plain 12. Um, number 10 uh, is the one that is A from New Jersey, and two has a caveat that people must not touch it, yet it is one foot by three feet by five feet, so very in the touchable range. Um, uh, and River, the next one um, with 11 points, um, is similar to some of the others where it's a tall uh, core 10 steel type of, type of figure. So we should probably have done this the day we made the selection of the first eight is choose a first alternate and perhaps even a second alternate if, um, if one of the others falls through between now and when they go up. Well, I feel like we expressed uh, concerns last month um, with the towards equilibrium um, and once again, I feel like we would have the same caveats and concerns. So that just, it feels, it feels too risky, both for the artist wishes, but then also I feel like having a larger, I don't know, it's coming from a long way. There's a, I don't know, you're not supposed to touch it, but it's very touchable. It just doesn't feel good for like the city of Iowa City on that front or the artist. You know, I wouldn't want anything. I wouldn't want anything to happen to his artwork outside of the, you know, inside of his own region, let alone in a totally different region. It feels too. Eh. I, I agree. I, I think, you know, to ensure it's not touched, there would have to be some kind of a barricade. And um, that's not the message that you would want for public art is you know and i think um i think river and and fault plain are are very nice so i would definitely um, advocate for their those to be the alternatives because i do think that um you know this is an outdoor space that's going to be touched and that they're not going to be able to maintain that patina so I agree. Um, I would say our f those river and fault plane should be our first and second alternates. Um, but with the change, I would also recommend that the polychrome sculpture m move to Scott Park and the replacement one go to riverfront crossings. It's just, it's a bigger space at Scott Park and I think we need something larger and more colorful there. Whereas the other one would, the other, those, those two other options would, would seem to fit with what we already have at riverfront, or what we've already chosen for riverfront crossings. Is that a motion? That's a motion, I move what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> There's a second. I, I second that. Sounds good. All in favor? Aye. 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 Okay. Great. All right. They will be pleased to know that. Okay. All right. The request for qualifications for the artist mentor uh, for the South District Neighborhood Association bench project. Um, I 
uh, or Eleanor Levin had a chance to read through this. Sorry, don't watch as I scroll through this real quickly. Oh, there it is. And I'm not sure if you did either, um, if, if you had had a chance. And by the way, let me first apologize for getting this packet out like five minutes before the, the deadline. Um, I had actually been hoping that um, Dawson's final artwork would be ready for it, but that's when his computer crashed, and um, that's why it was late, basically. Um, but uh, this is the project where we would select an artist mentor who would then um, help us and the South District Neighborhood Association select an emerging artist to um, design and build a bench for the bus stop that is um, out on Hines Road uh, near the entry to the Saddlebrook area neighborhood. Um, Eleanor thought this uh, request for proposals looked appropriate and like everything they were expecting. Um, it specifies that the artist mentor would um, receive $1,500 for um, their part in helping an emerging artist design, select materials, build, and install uh, a bus stop bench at, um, at this location. There was one piece in here, one paragraph in here, that indicated a project expense that must be included in the, the total $12,000 budget was the uh, installation of a concrete pad um, at the site. So I, I checked with Transit uh, who will, will have funds for putting bus stop pads in, um, but does not have access to those monies yet. And then I talked to Ron, who seems to think we might be able to work something out as far as a design and getting um, a pad poured, sort of, not offline, what was the word you used? One off from the transit program. I mean, I, 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 if the money's, I mean, if they have money's available, if it's in the operating budget, it's available now. If it's in the capital program, it'll be available January 1. So either way, there should be money available. And, and if we need to you know, accelerate the, the project, or even if we have to have our own staff do the installation as far as street staff or transit staff, I think we can make that happen. Especially on the time frame that we have, right, is installation by June of next year. Yeah. So, I mean, we're a year out yet from that. So, I, I, I'm pretty certain that we can have that bus stop pad in place for the installation prior to that point. And would not have to use funds from this budgeted item for that. Correct. I believe, I mean, the, the bus stop upgrades is already a part of their operational plan. So, you know, whether it's through their budget or there again, through a, you know, sidewalk upgrade, whatever we need to do, we can, I'm sure we can make that happen. Okay. So I'm just gonna, I think what I'll do is just take out this bit um, that talks about that expense needing to be part of the, uh, the budget for this project. That's really great. Cause that was a concern for me, you know, because that has to be built, you know, in such a specific way. And mm -hmm. how does, you know, how does an artist anticipate the cost and meet those? And so it just seems like the, it's great that the city's taking care of that. Good. 
Okay, so I think what we need to do is get, with that change, get an approval of this request for um, qualifications. Um, I just had one, um, one thing. Mm -hmm. uh, with paragraph two of, I think intuitively when it says, you know, a minimum of three years and the artist will be responsible for maintenance, you know, I think intuitively that does mean emerging artists, but just clarifying that, um, up a little bit um, and it maybe we should state that it would be um, either like regular or expected maintenance I would if if it gets graffitied I think that would be us that would have to clean that off would be my thought the city would have to okay. if it's or say right. or say fireworks were lit off and melted part of it <laughs> I don't think that would be the artists should be their responsibility it would be if the if like the materials they use or the joints they put together fail during those three years, they have to fix that. If it's because of unusual wear or tear or a tornado or something like that, <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be. It should okay. be the city if that's. Okay. I can clarify that. Yeah. I do, I, I do wonder if that compensation is enough. I mean, looking at the 1500, I mean, that's, you know, like, is that like 50 hours of work or 60 hours of work? Mm. You know, like, you know, what's the time, how does that equal time that we're asking for this from one artist right. to give to another? That, so that's kind of a, you know, and how much time would that take? And I don't have any idea. <laughs> so. I mean, <laughs> and I genuinely think that's a really great question because then I think there are, um, depending on who would be chosen, if there is an assumed emotional labor based on gender. I, I, um, but yeah, to try to at least give a ballpark figure somehow, if there is a way. I, I mean, again, there is sort of no way, but at the same time of, of having, if there is a way to kind of put some sort of loose boundary or just kind of an approximation. Um, I don't the know. Time, you know, like the time expectation. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, you know, if I were an artist and like, well, this might be, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 hours over the course of a year. Well, okay. But if it sort of ends it's up being, be more. right. <laughs> so, you know, um, and again, I have. Because it's, it's, you're mentoring and that takes time. Mm -hmm. uh, what would be the best way to, to uh, how, would, how could we fix that? I mean, what, knowing we have a $12,000 budget for the thing, um, Well, given now that we have the cement pad paid for, could we make that 2000 Like, could we take some of that, make it a little bit more robust so that someone's going to be willing to invest that time and, and do put, you know, some sort of a... We could do that and then reduce the, um, right. the artist fee to, to, to no more 10, than 10000 Right. It just seems like that's just a little more... Mm -hmm. Real, realistic. I mean, as it stands, fifteen hundred is like if that's thirty bucks an hour, that's fifty hours of. So I mean, I guess maybe it might be helpful to think about how much, how many hours we expect, 
and over what period of time they need to be available. Um, well, if, you know, if it's something like uh, approximately 50 hours over throughout like the project schedule with the hope that they have a check-in with the artist like once a month, yeah, like just a statement like that. If I think that's really good to let people know the, ex the time expectation. Mm -hmm. Well, if the, if the artist is selected and, and the mentor would be helping in that part too, so I guess the, the mentor's help would actually begin in probably October, mm -hmm. realistically, but then ramp up and be done by June. What's that, about eight months of a project going but you, on? But you have the artist mentor assisting with the RFQ, mm -hmm. right? So they're, they're actually starting in August with their work. True, although I don't think that will involve all that much work since we have kind of a boilerplate and it'll be, I would think that part would be fairly simple. Where it gets intense is when they're, at least this is how I'm imagining it, where they would be helping with the selection of materials, the actual engineering of the bench design. I'm not saying, Ron, that it wouldn't be very involved, but. Do, do we have a model of this from another community? Mm -mm. So it makes it kind of difficult. So it almost seems like we would need to reverse engineer a little bit with um, if we have installation completed in June, then, you know, would we assume that, you know, maybe um, March, April, May would be heavier months in terms of constructing and then installing? I don't know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how would you re sort of reverse engineer that schedule to see, oh, well, okay, if it's that, then this many hours this month, then, right. oh, it's, you know, five at the beginning or, or whatever. Um, but what would that maybe? Well, it's definitely going to be heavier um, in the planning stages. I mean, it, I mean it, if, if you if you look at the RFQ, there's five there's five basically steps that they're going to participate in, right? So it's getting the public input, selecting the appropriate materials, fabricating the design, installing the bench, instructing the artist on maintenance. So, I mean, if, if you could put some numbers to those five items, roughly, you would have what the mentor artist would be, you know, what we would think their commitment would be to that. Mm -hmm. And so if it was 2,000, how many hours is that? Depends on what their time is worth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would sort of be like 100 hours at, a, at $20, you know, an hour or something. Say 30. Because <laughs> this is, I mean, for people who do this kind of work, they make good money. No, no, I mean. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. If it's 30, it would be like 65 hours. Yeah. Approximately. And so I just think we should include that with just saying that for the artist. That seems like a reasonable amount of time. Of no, actually, I was trying to just do a rough sketch of how that would work out, and I've got it at, like, um, at 65, like, the idea of 10 hours for public input, 20 for selection of materials, slash 20 for fabricating, install 10, depending, 
and then like five hours with like instructing on maintenance. So that would be 65. Does that seem? Yeah, that, I think that does seem pretty reasonable. It's really going to be talking about the ideas, um, you know, mentoring that of what is sure. a functional and, and also aesthetic. But yeah. And, you know, hopefully, I mean, this artist is, is you know, th these are two artists already. Just one has not yes. stepped out into mm -hmm. the public art forum, you know. That sounds like a great suggestion. Um, I'd love to make a copy of that or take a picture of it. <laughs> yep. If you think it. Okay, so if we add the details. Oh, thanks. Well done here. So I think if we, we, need to be, if we I, add. I think we need to be careful, though, right? Because yeah. it's still it's it's still a lump sum contract, right? right. So I mean, they're, 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 yeah. as as many hours or as few hours as they put in, they're still getting that final dollar amount. So I just, I think we, the language probably needs to say, we estimate yes. 65 yeah. hours. Um, you know, Minimum and, and of 65 hours. I, well, that will help them understand the Understand what their, what, yeah, what their expectation is. And, but also have the, the wiggle language in there such that they understand that if they spend 150 hours there's there's not an expectation that we would have a change order with them to pay you know compensate them for that sure. additional hours just as if they only spend 60 hours we're not going to ask them for five hours back mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so in order to get this out the door would you be okay approving it with these changes and working with the South District Neighborhood Association to promote it and get it, get that part going. Did we, will you add, or I guess, do we think it necessary to add like a reasonable expectation of availability over the course of the project timeline? Like, so that they're like, I'm gonna do all of the work in the month of August and then like disappear type of a yeah. thing. I think that's really good because if you have, if the artist chosen to be the mentor already has a mentoring role with it, that will be um, obvious information. But what if it is an artist who is very, um, who could be a really good mentor, but just kind of needs a little bit of like, FYI, um, just a statement, FYI, mm -hmm. um, but might be new to mentoring, but might be great at it. And hopefully will be if it's a newer, an artist new to mentoring. Okay, so it would be, I motion to increase the compensation for the mentor to $2,000 given that we no longer have to budget for the concrete pad, making compensation for the producing slash designing artist $10,000 in addition to the changes uh, to expectations as outlined in the RFQ and approve. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Okay. Great. 
that. <clears throat> I love, I just, Wendy, I love the way you've put it as FY23 budget approach. We're approaching, we're gonna prepare to prepare for. <laughs> Yeah. FY23. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to make sure that Steve was here too, but um, I, I just wanted to uh, put some information in front of you that may help, that may not, um, but that was the, um, the results of the surveys that were taken, um, one in 2018 and another in 2021. I thought even though it's really a little bit like looking at apples and oranges, I thought it might be helpful just as a review to see how people answered uh, questions of uh, what type of art they like to see and where they like to see it as kind of a um, precursor to really buckling down on the budget next month. And so, um, I don't know if you can come up with a super quantitative answer to, aha, um, this is where we need public art or this is what kind of public art we need, but I put it out there as food for thought. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to look at it, uh, keep it around. I don't know if we need to digest it all here because it's really just that food for thought. Um, what was very helpful in putting this together was our interns having put this uh, Google map together of all the public art uh, in Iowa City that sh she knew of or that we had done or that our matching grant program had done or that private uh, entities had done such as the Ben Summerwell mural on the back of the Midwest One Bank. We didn't have anything to do with that. but. It's public art, it's out there, it's a mural, it's downtown. It, it is part of the, the results that you have in, in front of you here. Um, so I think one of the things that I've noticed as um, I've taken on the liaison here to the Public Art Advisory Committee is that we have a really, really pretty small budget, but we have pretty small projects as well, which means a lot of, uh, there is a lot of work to get these pretty small projects done. Um, and I thought one way to illustrate that would be to show you um, the budget uh, standing where we are now. Um, also in your packet, each year city staff is asked to make a request for um, for uh, carrying over unspent portions of the budget. And um, that's what this, um, this table was for. It, it shows this year our sculpture showcase where we've, uh, we've, what we've budgeted, what we've paid out to date, and what we haven't paid out to date because in the case, for example, of our sculpture showcase, artists won't get their final payment of $500 until after they deinstall or take away uh, those sculptures, which makes for kind of a hard year to wrap up. Um, but nonetheless, um, that's where we are. We need to ask for carryover of sculpture showcase funds, 
Um, some of our matching grant programs will not be completed, um, were, were not completed in FY22, so we're asking to have those carried over. Um, and then likewise down here under our larger projects, we have um, the Blackhawk Mini Park project that needs to be carried over, the South District bench project we just talked about. This past year we had also budgeted $12,000 for the Lucas Farms neighborhood signs and $8,000 for the airport, uh, the airport mural. And starting at the top, we know where the Blackhawk one is. That's hopefully coming to fruition. Um, South District uh, neighborhood art is going to take until next spring to complete. The Lucas Farms neighborhood signs, that was the, um, the one with the um, interesting concept that was presented a few months ago. And we asked that those concepts be um, vetted with the neighborhood and we haven't heard back from that group yet so I'm not sure where that project is um, but I've asked for those funds to be carried over as well and then the airport mural that one was delayed because of the replacement of those big airport doors um, so that gives you an idea of the uh, the number of projects in a $50,000 budget and and sort of how difficult it is to wrap it all up in a year. Which I guess begs the question from a staff side and I feel like I'm still in a honeymoon period of um, suggesting perhaps that instead of uh, four projects um, that are between you know, $5,000 and $8,000 or even more projects than, than that, perhaps it's worth considering going with a larger project or perhaps two larger projects as well. Now I think we're committed to the sculpture showcase and, and keeping that program going. Um, you might want to think about whether that's something you want to, you think we need to increase um, the number of pads again um, or not, or go with eight for another year or, or so. You might also want to think about whether or not we do one-year exhibits on those sculpture, sculpture pads or we ask for a two-year display of those. Paying the artist more, of course, but reducing the administration of the program significantly. Um, <clears throat> and then matching grants are, are, are another um, relatively small item. They do the matching grants do check a lot of boxes, as you'll note in the graphs. Um, people ask for um, community participation, art, uh, art in unexpected places, different kinds of things like dance, etc. And our matching grants program actually does fulfill a lot of those kinds of needs that were expressed by the community in those in those surveys I showed. So. Uh, I knew this wasn't going to provide any great uh, illumination for you, but I wanted to share the volume, um, where, where we are, what we have, uh, where it is, and just sort of get you thinking about uh, the budget and discussing that at our, making that really kind of be our key uh, discussion point next, um, next month. And let me add this. 
If there's any other information that you think would be helpful, I would be happy to get that in the packet for you for next, um, next month as well. Anything that would help with the budget. I just want to say I appreciate the breaking down of murals in this town and what uh, uh, what the city has put its funding towards or a city owned versus privately owned or privately uh, commissioned murals. Um, I have thoughts on that. I'll wait until next month, but I've, I found that very amusing and very helpful. Um, I wanted to, thanks for that. Um, I also wanted to show you the um, the the map that our intern did um, I really did find it helpful let's see oh here it is and this and, is all Anna yeah Anna Clouser yeah. yes thanks um, this this is it and uh, each of those each of those little dots represent um, the art that is listed on the side and when you when you click on one of them it, she put in all the information that we have about it when it was who is the artist a little bit about it that kind of thing but besides that um, I think it really helps uh, see you know where the concentration of public art is and maybe even more so where public art is not um, so we can definitely use this map in our discussions next month because I think it will, you know, it's, it's really easy to think, oh yeah, that public art is there, but when, when you really kind of back out to 50,000 feet, it's um, kind of illustrative here. And if you get a chance in the meantime, it's just um, at icgov.org slash public art. So it's one of the first things to find there. So I sort of made that a long intro into what else would be helpful for a budget discussion next month. You mentioned um, the administrative cost of the sculpture program, and so I, I you know, I don't, I don't know what that is. Um, the, it's it's really as much the time as anything. Um, so putting out everything from putting out the request for um, submissions that we got um, and then uh, getting a contract for each of those artists ready to go, uh, tracking down the artists, getting the signatures returned, um, and then coordinating installation. In this case, we'll have, we'll have uninstallation or deinstallation at the same time. Um, checks made out to each of those artists for installation and deinstallation um, and maybe that's about it um, it even for eight sculpture pads it's there's a lot of a lot of handling in there and I'm discovering uh, that it's a lot different working with artists than it is working with <laughs> developers <laughs> in the community <laughs> Um, so didn't you throw out um, like a conversation you had with Marsha about this and you were like, Marsha, how much time are you spending on public art related um, administration? Mm -hmm. And I thought you had said that she, by the, by the time she retired, it was 30 hours a week or it was like 75% of her time yeah. or something. I mean, it was 70, 75% of her time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then versus, I know obviously it's like, 
a very different thing where you've you've been doing this a couple of years getting ready to take it on but then it's you're also like the newbie kind of you know mm-hmm. city staff you know person mm-hmm. on it yeah um you know and i think she she grew it because you know she was doing um the things that seemed to make sense with a, a tiny budget i mean it had been even smaller um for a few years so maybe that's a product of having that small budget but wanting to tick all those boxes that people want to see in public art. So I'm certainly not saying that was the wrong way to do it. I'm suggesting we maybe be a little more efficient with how we spend public art money, especially given staff allocation and, um, you know, all the the things. I was going to say, I sent these links to Steve and Wendy, partially because I can never remember what violates open meeting laws via email. So that's my like MO is just to send them to Steve and Wendy. Um, but is thinking about um, transitioning these kind of like individual one-off neighborhood projects into a more streamlined like bus stop art project that then can like rotate different neighborhood associations. And there are a ton of examples like from everything, but like these are like transparency requirements for window cleans that go on bus shelters and here's what you need to tell the printer to meet those re- like very streamlined requirements already established according to like ADA and public safety standards. Um, so I do think that's one thing that I would like to put on the table for people to think about. Yeah, and, and then, I can share that that link in, in the packet as well. And, and thank you for sending that too. I didn't forward it yet because I wanted to get some costs from um, some of these cities that are already doing this. And uh, it's it's a great idea, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, and also to just like piggyback off of transportation that is already identifying these sites as like meaningful points in neighborhoods that see traffic or, yeah. I The other thing to think about, like even just thinking about like um, not to stifle or curtail artists' work um, but perhaps identifying the easiest or most like stream, like thinking of like Dawson's sign, like if you're interested in like a two dimensional public art project, we recommend this type of sign, you know, just kind of having um, maybe a ladder of potential avenues that are pre-approved. We know relatively what they cost. So it's not like each time trying to figure out how do we actualize or realize this individual work design standards for each of those types of categories of projects even nice i think that's really important those are really good points and and helpful to to an artist and encouraging for somebody to um, step out of their comfort zone you know and take but to have some kind of knowledge or pre-existing information before they work on proposals I mean, I do, um, I do think it's an interesting point that you've brought up that um, it, what we're doing based on having a particular, a low budget or a very small budget to having a small budget to still having a small in terms of other, um, other commissions and committee budgets, um, 50,000 is still quite small, but of having it grow over time, does that mean then that some of our methods do need to you know, be thought through um, 
differently. And it could be an interesting exercise to figure out, well, then how do you, um, you know, how can you think of general budget buckets again as a do we have a themed you know a themed sort of project like the bus stops or do we say we're going to commit you know instead of having you know multiple rounds of the um matching grant funds do we do one and you know we think about increasing the budget for those so it's fewer but then the ones that are chosen do get more money I, you know i don't know is it committing to you know we're going to go big this year um or what have you but to just have some of those general like what are going to be our our habits or our themes or our vibe whatever we want to call it for you know thinking you know maybe in a three to five year kind of um realm i don't know mm -hmm. um but I think it's a really great conversation and having that added, like the administration of this is, is quite intense for the amount of money and, and what has to happen. I don't know. Um, so thank you for sharing your perspective on that because it's a very different way of putting through information that I think, you know, I've thought about before, but having a very different perspective on that. Mm -hmm. Good. And also you were mentioning about more pads for the sculpture showcase and, um, that there's eight, and how many submissions is the norm for that? Mm, well, we've only had it for, uh, this is only our second year. Uh, and I've got that up, actually. Oh, I closed it. Um, about 14 or 15. We had about 14 or 15 this time, and I think it was about the same last time. Yeah. yeah. Usually multiple submissions by individual artists. So eight seems good for now. Yeah. yeah. That's I, I agree. I'm a fan of conservative growth. <laughs> There's the list right there. Twelve. I think, yeah, I think that that's like, you know, as the submissions go up, the pads would go up. Sure. So this seems pretty relational at this point. I do think it would be interesting giving it another couple of years on on the eight pad to just yeah. see if if there does bec if we do get more diversity in the artists who are um, applying. So it's not you know one artist with four submissions, but maybe it's like oh there's a new name in there, or to just see how that might develop. Are there specific so because budgeting is next meeting so are there specific questions you want us to have answers to as we walk into next meeting hmm. in terms of yeah you know no so do you want to okay yeah but I think it all comes down to the same kind of thing we have a we have two or three buckets yeah. and one of the buckets is the sculpture showcase now. Another bucket has been matching funds. Do we want to keep funding that bucket? And then for large projects, I just call them large projects. <laughs> <laughs> larger than the other ones. Um, uh, how do you want to divide that up? Um, okay. And, you know, you might say, okay, well, one large project could be starting a, a bus, top, bus stop panel art program um, like Dominic had, had uh, shared and I can send those links to everybody as well um, in which case a panel one panel uh, at least of the glass 
or plexiglass variety um, is about a $2,000 expense. Um, and if you require three panels, then clearly that's going to be more. That would just be like, like one wall, one side. No, one, like one panel or one wall might have three or four panels, to, okay. depending on how big your bus stop is. Sure, and then if you want, you know, walls. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I, th I guess think of the think of the buckets. Um, with streamlining in mind. Right. Mm -hmm. But I also love picturing Wendy with like a big bucket and then these tiny little buckets, just all these little <laughs> tiny buckets Thimbles. in her other hand. <laughs> what what else would be helpful for me for you for that? I think what you've done is very helpful. So the the thing that I would maybe want to see with a little bit more detail, thinking of um, what has sort of been a big project that we've taken on and that in, in my time on the pan, uh, committee has been the Oracle's mural. Mm -hmm. And so looking at, um, was that, looking at the particular expenses on that or has everything fit into that $30,000 allotment? Um, yeah, the, the mural was 42, okay. 12,000 of that came from the university, okay, 30 from right. us. And then there was an additional 3,800 spent on the, the wraps. They just put on the posts that do more explaining. Um, because it, it's done. Okay. Um, because I think that's a really good sort of maybe project to think through in terms of like a big project mm -hmm. and what maybe a big project uh, might be for us mm -hmm. um, yeah and just what kind of what are all those elements that went into that that if we were to take on something like that over time what would that you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess need to entail I guess show up with my money hat on <laughs> <laughs> what would your money hat look like I know great <laughs> Well, if anything comes to mind that would be helpful, um, let me know. I'll bring it along. I will share the um, links that Dominic sent. Um, and anything else? Okay. Staff updates, perhaps? I don't really have anything else to add. The only thing I would have talked about would have been the um, Lucas Farms neighborhood signs, but I haven't heard anything, so. I, I, I did know, I, you mentioned it, the oracles, the wraps are on those posts. Were we supposed to see something from them before they installed those? We did. Are they, is there something wrong with them? We did? I guess, I, did, did we see that as a committee? I did, oh, was that just a staff sorry. review? Um, oh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't stopped and looked at them, so I, I don't. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, they shared them with Marsha and I. Okay. And we said, okay. Okay. Just curious. I haven't looked at them. I, just, I, I noticed that they were up, and I, I was like, oh, wow, they're up. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe I should go back and look at the minutes and see if we were supposed to share that with no, everybody. I, yeah, that's fine. So. And the, the concrete structures in at Kiwanis Park for the, the round bench area the cortina isn't the metal isn't there but the structure is there in the park so cool. 
and this and the the metal part is is laser cut with the images that are going to be in it, but they're waiting to have it rolled so that it wraps nicely around that round bench. So. Mm -hmm. All right, number ten. Anybody want to get that going? Motion to adjourn. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye.